What's up, everybody? Tuck from Fit for a King here, and you are listening to Interview Under Fire. <laughs> the others! All right, everyone, welcome back to another edition of Interview Under Fire. This is your beloved host here in Sunny, as always. Today, I'd like to welcome the talented Ryan O'Leary, or Tuck, as we all get to know him. Uh, it's an honor, man. Thank you. Finally, right? Uh, thank you so much for joining hey. our IUF series today. I mean, I was looking forward to this one. I, I know, uh, bro, we're closing in here on an exciting time of the year for you and the rest of the guys over at the mighty local favorites, Fit for a King. Uh, drop of uh, The thank Hell you. We Create, uh, October 28th on Solid State Records. Is That's the date when it unleashes. So many great releases this year, Tuck, and you guys just added on to that. I mean, I, mean, I do want to kick things off by commending you on all the wealth of recognition you guys have been getting over the years i mean seven studio albums now cemented into fit for a king's impressive catalog a lot to unpack about this great album and what you're all about before we get to all that i know we talked about it pre-interview uh important question three words how are you (laughs) it's an important question to ask i know i'm catching you like right in the middle of your touring cycles with pierce the veil and i prevail uh live shows are back and uh, bigger and better than ever. Uh, have you had the chance to take all this in? <laughs> Dude, I'm uh, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Uh, just trying to hang out with my wife as much as I can in between, even though I luckily I got to take her out on the road with me for the last three days of the show, of the tour, yeah. um, of part one at least, which is cool. Going to see a show tonight. Uh, see a friend of mine play at Pete's Candy Shop in Manhattan. Uh, Dude, I'm I'm loving it. It's nice to be home, be relaxing as much as I can. But we've got a lot to do in the meantime, so it's been a little bit crazy. But yeah, crazy, crazy yeah. is good, right? I mean, we didn't have. I mean, we had a different version of crazy two years ago, but now it's like what we're all used to. Uh, real quick, mm-hmm. I do want to give a uh, as I'm thinking about you mentioning your wife. I want to give a shout out to Crystal Kirby, by the way, who's also. Uh, who's Ryan Kirby's wife? I had hey. the honor, I had the honor to uh, and, and privilege to meet her at that I Prevail and Pierce Avail show. She's also a photographer. I learned about her story. Yeah. We, also, we also shot the My Chemical Romance show together. So uh, just nice. an amazing individual, uh, top to bottom. So if you wanted to add on to that, I just wanted to give a shout out to Chris. Oh yeah, she's a sweetheart, man. Um, yeah, what her and Ryan have have been going through and what she's been going through with her health and like adopting her uh, brother's kids and stuff like that, like. She's a saint. She's a really, really uh, kind-hearted person. And um, yeah, she loves photography and she's great at it. Some of the shots she got at Gerard are like, I mean, there was one right. Yeah, it's insane. Like (laughs) we were, we were talking about, uh, you know, uh, just how it was like our first time seeing the band after so many years. I mean, a lot of bands are making comebacks this year, you know, and then just getting to meet her. And it was just, you know, much love to Ryan and Crystal, those two great individuals. But I just wanted to mention that before we move on. Um, now, uh, Tuck, I know having an album drop in the midst of all this, right. Kind of makes things more exciting. I mean, always great to release new music surrounding like a tour or festival. I mean, one of the things that makes fit for a King fit for a King is a live presence that you guys exhibit on stage. I mean, when I was there, I mean, I almost forgot to take photos of y'all. I was just standing there and all, cause you guys, I saw you guys, uh, last year also with August Burns Red, when you guys came in, that was the day when, uh, uh, what's his Mike from convictions filled in. That was a crazy yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was last December. And you you guys also just played Blue Ridge Festival. I mean, we talked about that current tour. You guys are going back out on the road with Amity Affliction next year in Europe. 
it's nice to have things to look forward to like that, man. I mean, yeah, it's finally much, cooking again. Yeah, you know, it took and, a while to get things back in the group. Took a while, and then some. I mean, uh, considering yeah. how much touring has been going on lately, it, uh, I like asking this question now because I feel like I I know I would give a different response two years ago. Would you ha say you have a newfound appreciation of the touring life now, considering what we've all been through? I mean, there's there's culture, there's fans, there's food. So many yeah pick apart yeah. about that touring life. Yeah, I mean, I I have always been a you know, as one would say, a road dog. I love yeah. being on tour. So I never really had, I think, yeah, I, I have a, a new appreciation for it. I told myself I'm not going to let the things that got in the way before, like affect mm -hmm. me now. Um, Cause I'm kind of like a temper troll. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a dick. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm really nice until I'm not, I put it, I guess, you know, I understand. <clears throat> so I'm trying to at those times where like I want to pop off about something I'm trying to just like not you know and you it's the, been working yeah know? are you the kind of person I don't know if you're like a sentimental person like me when you go out on the road and things like that dude I keep bro I keep blockbuster receipts that's how that's how nostalgic I am I keep things like that like when you go on the road do you keep things like that i don't know what's around the room around you that's that that's sentimental that you can point out i don't know but. oh yeah i mean <laughs> i yeah i do so like, a lot of things hanging so <laughs> yeah that's all like posters and stuff my room is very disheveled at the moment but it's great dude. yeah there's like all tour posters guitars and then i've got um you know like all my like laminates and stuff yeah dude all there we go now, now we're talking done yeah. shit um you know my uh, you're gonna have to make another you're gonna have to make another up. wall of that because that that's yeah. getting filled up <laughs> yeah i definitely uh i want to i'm gonna frame them all i just it's one of those things i kind of neglected and yeah it's gotten a little gotten a little crazy it's a lot of them now but um it's cool man i i love it so very much and we all definitely um took the change really really hard um, but starting to feel more normal again, well, like I, uh, I use this term extremely loosely, but, you know, trying to get over the like, quote unquote, like PTSD kind of thing of, of it, where <clears throat> the best way I can describe it is, you know, like in the past you'd be on tour and you'd stay home for a night in between like a show because you're going through town. Mm-hmm. And it was like the best because you're like, wow, I get a night in my bed, like in the middle of a tour. Sick. Now it's like, can't sleep. The world's going to end. I think COVID's coming for me. And <laughs> yeah, it's so odd because the first time it I did it, I like didn't expect it at all. I thought it would be same old, you know, but that's the only real like weird thing for me. You know, I, 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 those you, little moments. Yeah, in, in little moments, like they seem bigger and bigger as we move forward through time. I wonder if you, are you getting the chance to spend time in these cities now that you guys are touring? It's like you know what I went through this. You know, I mean, two years. This is something that was stripped away from us. Talk, you know, this is something like I was at a show. I mean, every week, if not every day, you know, and then of course, oh, yeah. it, it was it was nice at first. I'll admit. I mean, it, catching up on shit that you left behind is like all right. April 2020, May 2020, I can do all the stuff that I just ignored. And then once summer hit and then fall, it's like, all right, now I got to find a way to be productive, which 
you guys kind of did. You drive, you guys uh, dropped the path uh, around the, I think the fall of 2020. I mean, it, you know, something I, I, like that. Yeah. I, I do wonder if you, if there was a sense of when you guys dropped that album, that the album didn't feel complete because you didn't get a chance to present it to the fans at that time, you know, considering well, it was that, and it was meant for a, you know, a different outcome. Like we wrote that album being like, Hey, we're super happy. We had just written this very like dark, you know, depressive album in dark skies. And then yeah. that led to the band growing in a way that made us really happy. So we wrote this like victorious triumphant album and we're going to go on tour with Parkway drive. And then the world ends. I remember and, that. Oh my God. Parkway. You know, and you're like, Oh wait, like oh, so I still have to show this to you guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I guess we'll just—I know the world's over, but I guess we'll just release this album before then, anyway. And that's kind of how it felt, where yeah. it was made for a different time. It wasn't made for the pandemic, but we just so that's why we were like, well, "Fuck it, let's release it anyway." I don't want to wait you know, another year and a half or two years and then still have everyone who's depressed as hell like have to listen to this happy go lucky album. It was a great album, man. I'm I'm just saying, like when you guys more fit Thanks, for a king is what we need in this world, you know? Um and I Goddamn right. Goddamn right. I mean we're gonna get to the music here in a second, but you know, I'm always intrigued to hear about, you know, uh, other aspects of an artist like that potentially lead into like the, the creativity and the personality. In your case we briefly mentioned it. Uh, aside from the music, you got a few things happening. I believe is still going on. You know, Tuck, you got you're the co-founder of Featured X. Uh, you have your own cool. podcast, uh, Get Tucked. I love that title, um, bro. You. Tell me more about those here. Here, you know, how did all this begin? Uh, it, has that been going for you? Have you been keeping up with those two? How, can fans tune in? Yeah, yeah. Um, they were both pandemic projects. Yeah. Uh, you know, Featured X was an idea from um, my like ex business partner, and then I was uh, blessed the opportunity to like launch the company and um, with him and create the roster. And it's still something that I work on. The company has been sold, uh, oh, but now awesome. I work for uh, the company that purchased it and. Um, just uh, continue to work on future decks as much as I can. Um, but yeah, it's my baby. I love it. Awesome. awesome. Uh, big fan. Uh, Get Tucked is my place to be myself. Uh, it's my happy place. It was another thing I did to just make me talk to friends where like at least once a week, I'd have yeah. an hour long chat with someone I care about and that would help me to feel better. And then uh you know, it's something I, I try to keep up with as much as I can. I have like four episodes I've recorded that haven't been released yet. Um, and trying to like do some fun new things with that. But it's my place for no rules. I can do what I want, say what I want, put it out when I want, what I want, when I want, however. How, how I you want. Want. <laughs> and nobody can tell me otherwise. I can like I've had fans who are like, oh, wow, like I thought this would be one thing. And this guy is the most foul mouthed fucking dude ever. And that's I how it should that. be, man. No, don't feel yourself. You know, <laughs> well, but... I want, I want people to know me for me. I don't like, of course. there is a version of me that you see all the time, like in the space that me, Ryan, Dan and Trey and Bob share. 
And that is a place where it's for all five of us. So you can't be like such an egomaniac where, you know, you want to, you know, try to damage anybody else's reputation. Or like if their grandmama is watching or something like that. And, you know, I don't want to put them off. But like if my grandma tunes into my shit, she knows what's going to happen. And it's okay because it's mine and it's my family and it's my life and I can do what I want with it. So, you know, it's been a really, really fun outlet and I encourage it for like any band, any artist, anybody, because Mm -hmm. sure, there may only be five people that want to listen to your thoughts or whatever, but if it helps you to like build some confidence and to process how you feel and to like sharpen your tools and to sharpen your ideas, then I, I think it's really great for anybody. What, yeah. what I think is, but but by the way, don't filter yourself here. I want you to have your own freedom as we talk here. It's gonna be oh, a I won't. Yeah, you can here. just edit it later if you want or something. <laughs> you know? No editing. I'm not, I'm not doing that shit. Yeah. Are you are you kidding me? I love I'm I love talking you. here. Yeah. Talk. What's really cool yeah. is that this these tours that you're doing. Now I'm thinking about this. Yeah. Like after like post tour podcast with, I don't know the Amity Affliction. You know, it pierced the veil. Who knows? You may have Vic on or something like that in the future. I don't. I don't know what maybe you know what (laughs) here's the interesting thing with stuff like that is sometimes you know it does lead to those things but i try to let them be natural where Mm -hmm. it's like uh you know like i've worked with like kellen um kellen quinn a lot on featured x right he's been our top artist and man what a guy like so sweet so kind, so hardworking. What a fantastic human. But I haven't had the nuts to ask yet. Uh, in case Kellen, if you were watching this now, no, I, you know, this is, but I, this is going to be on all. Screen, I just, so. because here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing for me is I love being a fan. You know, sometimes you like work with people and like you do like, you know, we tour with Pierce the Veil and like we all hang out and everybody's really nice and stuff like that. Yes. But I, there, I, there's a line still there where I like to leave a little bit of admiration for just like, nah, I don't, you know, it'd be a grab to put you on the show because I'm doing it because I want more people that you, I want you to post about it or I want people that you like, that like you to like me. Yeah. And I don't, as weird as that sounds, I don't want that. Like my... I, it has to be natural. That's what I'm saying. Like it, the way that I have someone on the show has to be natural. It's the same, you know, you get, I'm sure you get, you get it all the time. You get press emails, people are emailing you like, Hey, have so-and-so on your show or yeah. whatever. Anybody that comes on my show, I fuck with their band. I genuinely really like their art and I can't fake it. I don't want to fake it. You can't make me fake it. Cause I'm not like getting paid to do these interviews. I'm doing it because I like it. Yeah, so same here. I don't, I don't want to just have some Joe Schmo on and go. So tell me about your fucking album that I'm not gonna listen to because I don't like your fucking band. You know what I mean? Like that sounds so mean, but it's my time. It's I get true. To do what I want it's with true it, though. I you mean, know? it may sound so. mean, but that that really is the gist of it. It's um, like you, like your enthusiasm for like you saying that you like my band. When you say it, I believe you. And that's really nice. And a lot of people, you'll do interviews and they'll be like, so uh, what's what's the name of your band again? Dude, then don't fucking ask, man. Like, I don't want to be here. You're wasting my time. Fuck you. 
Like, it's so stupid. But it happens a lot. Bro, I need to mute myself. <laughs> I'm not there. I'm not there. I need to catch, catch my breath. That was so good. I'm, I'm, that's going to be a whole bit. I'm going to put that on once we actually share that. that that's Please. great stuff, dude. Um, you know, it, it's, it's I, I, as you're telling me this, Tuck, I'm thinking of, like, admiration, like, my role models is something like that. Like, would I want someone like, I don't know, Dave Mustaine on my show, you know? Which, on the surface, sounds great, right? You but do. Like, you do want him, but you don't. Exactly. But you do. you know, it's like you want to. You just want to leave it there, and and that's it. Because you want to know it, but maybe when I'm better at it, like late, maybe by like show number two hundred, I'll be ready. Where like right now, I don't know if I have the chops to play it cool enough. Where I'm still like, dude, just be yourself, you go, man. That's that's why well, really, I try. Yeah. I you know I do, but then like it's the same way. Like you go to a party and there's that like that somebody there or whatever. And I actually, you know, I've had times where I've just been straight up where I'm like, yo, by the way, I fuck heavily with you. I think you're great. And it actually works out awesome. But then there's times you show up and you see that person and you're like, oh, I'm not even walking over there. Like, I, I don't even dude, want, you know, man, that it, feeling. So it comes and it goes. It depends on the mood of the day and how you feel and, you know. It's it, that I hate. The, I hate it when that happens because you're you're in a different state of mind and you see them next time, and then oh, yeah. you kind of have to almost at that point you have to fake it, Tuck, right? And yeah. and once you're done with it, whatever the experience is, you go home. And it's like, man, I feel like shit. I didn't. I didn't feel what I felt earlier. You know, in the month or whatever yeah. tonight. You know, and that, I feel like I just I just wasted an entire day on someone that I didn't want to fuck with. You know. And it's just, I don't yeah. know. I, and that's okay. It happens. I think, I, mean, I think, I think, I think you're think... low key dis- describing me. <laughs> it's, you know? No, nah, dude. I mean, and I'm sure that yours is few and far between. I like, even out of my podcast, I think we've put out like 73 episodes, and there was only one episode I ever recorded I didn't put out because I thought the interview was bad because we just didn't like each other. Was, like, was, it was really? pretty apparent. Yeah. Really? It was either that or like, this person just boring as hell. I don't know. It just sucked. The interview sucked. Like, it just wasn't good. Where I was like, I guarantee you anyone that likes my show will listen to this and be like, oh, Tuck does not like this person. I didn't mean that in the sense of, like, speaking in third person. Yeah, yeah, more of, of like, a literal yeah. passion. Because there's this guy on this current season of Bachelor in Paradise. His name is Johnny. And he speaks in third person all the time. And it's hilarious. Because he's so sincere about it. He's just like, yeah, Johnny's going to have a good time tonight. It's like, dude, you are the creepiest worst, but that's why he's on Bachelor in Paradise. You know what I mean? The shit. The rest of the interview, we should just refer to ourselves in third person. So Sonny Facts, thinks I'm that, ready. so Sonny thinks Tuck is doing really well. What does Tuck think about? Well, Tuck, you know, uh, you know, Tuck is, he's, he has his thing going on. He's playing music. It he would drive it. me crazy. I would lose it. <laughs> we could, let's set it, let's set it, we can do something like that in the future, man. It, yeah, it's been great. I know we've been, I'm ready. Bro, we didn't even talk about the music yet. Should we even, should we even get to that? Because it's, sure. Like, it's, no, we'll, we're, we're, we're jumping so hard right now. Years. It's like, I'm thinking Dude, about, having a good I'm, time. I'm, I'm going to a party at a couple, it's actually, um, uh, my birthday was yesterday, so they're throwing a party for me next uh, this Saturday. Happy belated. I appreciate it. And we're, I'm going to get there. I'm thinking about ah oh, these people that I'm going to see there. Do I want to see everybody? You know, it's that's it. Really creeps in in the back of my head sometimes. But anyway, yeah. I feel like I could talk about that forever. Let's no, get you to do, though. You're going to have a great time. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I appreciate it, bro. 
Let's get yeah. to the hell we create because I mean, talk about replaying. I mean, music. I I destroyed the replay button on this album. So, seventh album, right? Drops October twenty eighth on Solid State, bro. This is the follow up to you twenty twenty. Obviously, you talk about the path. I thought it was a great record, Tuck. All right, I don't care what you say about it. You know, it's. I love the path. I'm just saying <laughs> some stuff. People got some gripes with it. That's not. It's me. fine. That's Let them have it, man. It, I think. It, yeah. I think it's good to have that. You know, it's. I love that album. I mean, how yeah. boring would it be if everybody loved everything about you? It's. I mean, Dude, that'd be so sick. Oh, <laughs> that'd be so cool. I know. I know. It's not realistic, right? Um, but yeah, we've definitely all. Everyone in the band has said some. We've been quoted once or twice, being like. Well, we could have done this on the path, or we could. Well, maybe it wasn't good enough. Yeah, uh, I loved it then. I love it today. I, I'm gonna throw some numbers at you, Thank by you. the way. Okay, because th- this is how how big this record is. I love this. I mean, as far as the hell we create, I think, I think, Tuck, you guys are definitely. I mean, I mean, for as long as I've been listening to y'all, you guys are making a mark in metalcore. I mean, hardcore even. Uh, and here's the thing. You guys, for people who don't know, I mean, you guys have earned, what, four consecutive uh, top five debuts on both the Billboard Top Christian Albums chart and the Top Hard Rock Albums chart with Slave to Nothing, Death Grip, Dark Skies, and The Path. That's four straight albums, dude. And The Path, I'm, I'm, my voice is breaking because I'm so excited. The Path marked your first number one, by the way, on a Top Christian Albums chart and the top ten on billboard uh top album sales chart as well uh cheers dude i mean despite the multiple lineup changes you guys have had over the years i know you joined in 2014 i, I think fit for a king have really honed into this sound and the identity uh, as far as blending in metalcore and 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 the hardcore elements and you guys have stayed true to that over the years yet evolved yeah i don't care who you are man seven records is not an easy thing to do yet here you are and I'm kind of rounding it out to this right now, it, knowing and, you know, of course, being a part of that success that Fit for King has been through. Walk me through this talk. Does writing get easier or does the pressure of several great records make it harder? Putting on the spot. Writing right? get writing gets easier, but the pressure gets harder. Like, you know, Bob and I were just on the phone talking about like how people are receiving times like this which is our brand new single featuring jonathan vigil from the ghost inside out Such now fucker thank you um and that motherfucker at the end right always um <laughs> you know we it's hard man but it depends on who you are like hmm. we are so analytical like it would drive you crazy like hanging out with me and kirby for a day is like <laughs> You would think there's nothing else exists in the whole world except for our band. Because I love that attitude. Like I, I asked Trey about that when he first joined the band, where I was like, Do do we annoy you? Like, do we talk about the band too much? And he's like, like, no, but it is a lot. Like, you guys do it more than like anyone I know, I think. And I took that as a compliment because I love work and I, my band is work, you know, it's my business. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about my business all the time because I feel like that's how we can make it better. Um, and Ryan and I are really good at playing good cop, bad cop with each other. So 
because we are good cop, bad cop. Yeah. You can guess who's who. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. It, it, that, know, that, I mean, that, that's it good. Is, I, it's hard. It's hard. But it's, um, you know, it's hard because you want to do, you always want to better yourself and you always want to get bigger. And, you know, it's hard. It, it's hard, but it also shows a dedication to your craft, Tuck. You know, you're talking about yeah. you're talking about something that you're really putting your life into. Why shouldn't you ha- want to talk about it? You know, I mean, there. Yeah. Of course, I I, I do re- I do realize that there are people who work who have different occupations throughout this world who don't really want to talk about it. It's like you know what, this is my job, but I'm not my job. And the last thing well, I want to do yeah. when was when I'm not at my job is I don't want to talk about it. You know, it's well, that's why so many guys in bands have problems carrying on afterwards, too. It's like Mm. it becomes a lot of your identity. And I know a lot of people who have said, like, well, I don't want to just only ever be the guitar player of said band or whatever. And that's who I am. I want to be more than that. And I definitely try to do other things that will maybe like lend me the ability to like have other businesses like featured acts or know that I can do other stuff. But at the end of the day, for me, I love being tough from Pippa again. Like I love that shit. And I love my band and I love touring and putting out art. And it's, I'm a very self-satisfying creature. I want to do what I want to do all the time the only person i don't is like my wife and my parents you know like i'm still like trying to be a good kid even though i'm a grown-up you know it's it's an interesting thing man you know i think uh being an artist in general and like chasing um oh you know putting out new music and having it be your business is just you always want and expect yourself to be received better and to grow and to be a bigger artist. And you never really know how it's going to go. You just have to ride, you know, ride the wind and just go with it. It's, it's hard. It's a lot. I just yeah. rambled for quite no, a bit. No, I love that ramble. And I, I think that's, I just got caught also, in my own little. Well, hold on a second. That, it, what you said is it yeah. really resonates because there's definitely a level of inspiration of what you're doing here. You're seeing results, Tuck. You know, it, it's you're. Yeah. It's one thing to build what you have. You built this foundation, man, and it's it's just not by accident. You have a passion for what you do. You know, bro. I started this publication uh, six years ago, not not knowing I would have someone like somebody from Fit Working on my show, a band that has Thank stuck you. with me throughout my high school years leading into college you know and it there's a sense of humbleness into it it brings me down to earth as well you know everything that you're saying you know it's like thank you we could even like talk about you know dave mustaine blah blah blah. you know he's being on my show i'm using dave mustaine as just an example but but you yeah, know yeah. someone like ryan o'leary who i looked up to for so long and now he's on my show it's like was he everything i thought he was maybe not but I I now have to meet him up here because he's inspired me to keep pushing, you know? That's what's yeah, cool about yeah. it. And I want you to keep doing what you're doing, bro. Um, I, I, also, I also was going to ask if uh, where can fans tune into your podcast? Are you on Spotify? Yeah, I Spotify, Apple, everywhere. Okay. Uh, I then, don't um, have a website, but just featured, get tucked. 
everywhere. Yeah, and then FeatureDex.com. Okay, yeah. FeatureDex.com. Okay, cool, man. Hey, uh, get at me when you get Kellen on the show. You, you never know. So it's... Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I'm sure oh, he would love absolutely. to be on. It's, Dude, <laughs> I, I mean, want he's to... been really cool to work with, you know, and I'm sure I uh, I uh, watched his uh, recent interview with Emo Night, which is a new show that's yeah. out, which is pretty cool. And um, yeah, I'll get there eventually. I guess just my... With what I try to do with the show, I have specific things I'm like trying to encourage, you know, and mm -hmm. it's not just even musicians. Like right now, there's a massive crew so shortage in live music, like where we need front of house engineers, we need drivers, we need guitar techs, we need merch managers, we need media people because we lost so many to COVID. So everyone's like sharing crew. So trying to encourage a new crop of people to get there and get themselves on the road. Yeah. Um, I'm actually one of them. I, I do want to get my hand, hands dirty in this uh, hands dirty, but you know, more experience into the field. But um, I want to talk about there, more about any questions hit me, man, you know, but Hey, let's stay in touch on the socials, bro. I mean, I, I would love to For stay sure. in touch from here on going forward and seeing you guys, of course, of course, coming back to Dallas, do what you guys do. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about this record because it's, I mean, I think again, everything I've heard on this album fit for a King. I feel like you guys, you guys one up yourselves here. Tuck. I don't know if you knew this. I mean, from the opening title track, the hell we create to end, which I think end may be my favorite of this record. Every time I, and then to Reaper to eyes roll back. Okay. never mind. Eyes roll back. That's I think, and I think end is the most balanced fit for a King song. You know, it's Especially like, that, it's yeah, got and that breakdown at the want. end. That breakdown in the end, I, I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. You're the first time I heard it. That's like one of the songs where every time you hear it, it's like the first time. Because when once that breakdown, that third act of that song begins, it's fucking game over. Um, And I can't wait to hear that live, dude. Eyes Roll Back is also a great one. And all the way to What You Left Behind. Um, The core elements of what makes fit for a king. I mean, uh, there's a recipe here and it works. I got to applaud all five of you here because it was groovy. It was melodic. It, it was, there were these memorable riffs and your thunderous bass lines. I mean, there were the drumming patterns and the placements on the decision-making on where to place it. Uh, Ryan's vocals are fucking heavy. I mean, not really a moment to catch your breath on this record. I mean, it was the neck workout of my life. I gotta, I gotta say, I wonder if you guys did have a specific sound in mind from day one, when you guys first started the production process or did it just, evolve into what it is yeah. today yeah we definitely had a um uh kind of like a methodology going into it at least where we were like all right we're taking like the best of dark skies and the path and we're putting it in one place because we learned what people really liked about dark skies and we got to watch it for a long enough time where we were like okay this is definitely the songs that you guys resonate with from that album and then we had enough time with the path where we were like okay like you know, maybe like we really like, uh, you know, some of these songs, but like maybe could lock in my head have had a bigger, better breakdown. Sure. Hmm. Joke that. Um, and I'm going to burp. Sorry. It's okay. uh, that's going to be a bleep. One of those beep. It's going to sound like you're cursing. <laughs> I was. I always am. Uh, even while I burp. Um, <laughs> so we definitely knew what we wanted going into this album and we knew what we wanted to do in terms of this was the album to like lift up Ryan Kirby and to like really right. peel back the layers and have him like finally like really take the reins. It's like, yeah, I'm the lead singer of this band. This is what I do. Like I'm sick and you like it. 
And I think he smashed it. I think the choruses are huge. And um, I think that overall, the, the record feels just like the strongest, most fun Fipper King record yet. Um, you know, I'm a little biased because I wasn't there for like Creation, Destruction and Descendants. But if you're that person who's still hung up on like, well, Creation Destruction was their best record. Well, you're an idiot. So, uh, <laughs> They're not going to I hate it. This is so crazy when people say, come on, like, listen to the new music. No, no, it's okay. It I get it. You know, if someone tells me, like, The Illusions of Safety is Thrice's best record, then I'm like, you know what? Fine. Like, if that's your favorite, that's okay. You're, But that's not their best record. Like, if we're, we'll get tossed up on, like, you know, uh, you know, maybe like artist in the ambulance. That's my like, personal uh, favorite, but yeah, you know. But but to probably be because that was my introduction to Thrice. But I I love their new stuff. Yeah, the to be everywhere album. I think that one, the comeback record, is the. I think that's the best one. But that's just me. But we're not here to talk about Thrice. Um, we could. <laughs> we're here. We could. Oh, dude. Yeah, we. I saw them at Blue Ridge. You guys were there. Bitch. Yeah, I saw them with uh, what was it the Bayside tour. And uh, nice with anxious, anxious. That's a great band, dude. I love that band. If anybody has not checked out anxious, do yourself a favor, don't stop even listening to us. Coming of Saves the Day through being cool era, it's great. So, uh, my brother who covered that show with me, he mentioned Saves the Day too. That you're this wow, look at that. Uh, If anyone anyone who doesn't know about anxious, uh, what are you doing with your life? I mean, stop listening to us ramble, go listen to that. Uh, there you band, go. Band right now, uh, they're only yeah, little greenhouse. It's a great record. You know yeah. what's cool? Hey, you like talking about your band, Tiger. That's why I'm asking these questions. And as I'm listening to this, when you said I love being Tug from Fit for a King, I think every single one of you guys should do a audio recording of that. I'm Ryan Kirby, and I love singing <laughs> for Fit for a King. Every Bobby, Daniel, you know, all you guys should do something like that. Just I don't know, just an idea. That'd be so fucking great. <laughs> It's interesting. I think we get so caught up in the rigmarole of life where people are fixated on like, even just I was like on Twitter today and I was like, man, y'all like turning a bunch of old ass fucking Facebook bitches. Like you're just complaining about everything. And I I don't want to do that, man. Like I love being alive. Like do you re- I, yeah, do you, do you get, reply to those? I, I wonder. Or is that just like thoughts in your head? You're just letting it sometimes. all out. Sometimes there was like one dude I had to block today because he just like kept being the saltiest, crankiest bitch ever. But like, I just want to. I don't want to live in the negative. I yeah, want to. You know, I'm gonna write about it because I feel it. And it happens. And I have these thoughts just like you do and everyone else. And there are thoughts I have that are positive. There are thoughts I have that are negative. There are thoughts I have that are judgmental. There are thoughts I have that are hateful. I am trying my best to process them. And that's why I make art, right? Talk, don't make excuses. But man. I don't want to live you're, that you're, fucking you're, life. Yeah, man. yeah. You're you're being an authentic. <laughs> you're being authentic. Yeah. You know, that's what I love about, yeah. about who you are. Yeah. I mean, don't even... Don't Thank explain you. yourself to others. Do the shit you want and the way you want, you know, and look at yes. look. Uh, you can talk about all the negative shit that's out there and they are going to be out there. It tests you. I mean, yeah. that's fine. You know, uh, somebody Absolutely. will say, oh, I hate the question. Sonny asked Tuck. What the hell? This this is the worst podcast ever. I don't care. I mean, I'm having yeah. a great conversation with Tug because we're being true to ourselves. And, you know, it's I don't get paid for this. You know, again, it's. 
the case in point of what you just talked about and the reason why we do what we love is because it's it, it it's not easy for anyone to a lot of people go throughout their life not knowing what they want to do in their life you know and i yeah. found what i'm good at you found what you're good at and we're connecting on that that's the beauty about in all yeah. this and i hope this inspires other people to do the same thing so anyway uh, absolutely. i think i'm i think yeah. i'm rambling too i'm getting some of your uh <laughs> some of your it happens for <laughs> everyone that's listening I have a, a ball you can use to work on your sciatica, and I have a knife. That's oh, it. Need, That's all I, I got for you. I, I need I need both of those. Uh, real quick, I, I want to give a shout out to um, Wizard Blood because the hey. production was a big part of this record that I love. I'm an audiophile talk. I'm very picky on how I want my music to sound, the way I want it to sound. But, man, Wizard Blood, he's known for his work with what? Lil Wayne, uh, uh, Motionless and White, Highly Suspect. Talk about him yep. for a minute here, because I'm sure that he gave you that sense of comfortability in the studio, knowing that you had someone like him working on this record, right? Yeah, he's actually been with us since Dark Skies. He did Dark Skies, The Path, and uh, The How We Create. And uh, Drew is a great friend of ours. And, you know, he is just, um, he does provide a comfort. And, you like, when you get in there, you know everything kind of sounds fire from the jump. So it lets you really get in the zone and then when you have stuff you're just not resonating with by the end of the day or whatever you're just like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna let go of that but are you someone who writes your baselines and then when someone says no that sucks do it again you're just like all right you know no most of it just follows guitar parts you know like here's the and that's (laughs) kind of why i perform the way i do is my methodology with it was like you know, the the front runners of metalcore are definitely like vocals and guitar, right? Mm. And even for myself as a bass player, I've never, other than Glassjaw, I've never been like, yo, I love this band because of the bass lines. That's like when band. it comes to like heavy music, um, when it comes to lighter music, definitely. When it comes to the heavier stuff, uh, most of the time I haven't been like, solely influenced by a bass player for what they're playing. I was influenced by bass players for what they were doing. So like, you know, Adam the Skull from Story of the Year, or Wolf from The Chariot, or, you know, people like that. Um, Justin from Seosin, where I was like, oh, I'm going to be like that. Like, because even when I was in high school, there was this dude that was in my grade. He was in this really sick metalcore band. And, uh, he was the bass player and he had the sickest moves and he was cool. And like all the chicks liked him and he was just sick. Were you, were, you, were you playing bass at that time? I was, but I started playing bass like him. After Okay. I, I wanted to be like him. I wanted to be like these other guys. I started just like ever since day one, I've never been like, Oh, I'm going to play sit, stand here and play perfect. I was like, I'm a spaz out get crazy because <laughs> perfection is boring i could stand yeah. there and just go thur, 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 thur. dude if i couldn't fire me please but <laughs> it just it doesn't like it doesn't make me excited when i but when you know pete wentz kind of a shot bass player yeah stage performance to the moon i love it and guess what People talk about that motherfucker all the time. So oh. it, it depends on what you want your legacy to be, I guess, you know. Um, 
where there's a big difference between guys like myself and a guy like Jacob Umansky who plays for intervals, who's oh, man. a wizard. Uh, uh, but then you got the best of the best. You got Sky from Issues and 21 Pilots. He is the best combination of I am the best bass player and the best performer all in one. All in one. It's amazing. When, when I think of bass players, uh, I Red Hot Chili Peppers were just here in Dallas not too long ago. Got, got, yeah. seeing, seeing Flea do what he do at, at the age he is. I don't even, he, that guy's like 100 years old, but he acts like he's like 20. I mean, yeah. as far as like putting on a show, I mean, and everything, what you just said, all those amazing bass players you just listed off. Holy shit. Um, it it really is a, a form of art that people I feel like don't still don't give recognition to, you know, like a, a bass driven yeah. band, even like I, I just saw Meshuggah last night, you know, like the oh the, buddy. the, the bass yeah. lines on <laughs> all their songs, the ground was shaking. I mean, it was just like a, a band like Tesseract, the same thing. I love it when Steven, a, a, and that those are both bands that you want the whole band to actually just stand still and play for them. <laughs> They were just you standing know. there too. You didn't, yeah, they, they just didn't even need to, Yeah, they didn't no. even do anything. You know, it's just another form of. I don't like want that. them to, but it's the same way when I watch Manchester Orchestra. I don't yeah. want them to move. They were just I want them fast. to stand still and be perfect because, oh, see, I wish I could have gone this year because of Elliot. Elliot is one of my favorite bands ever, and Elliot, I didn't yeah. uh, get to see them. Um, Much love to all the bass yeah. players, man. It's uh, it I. I I love yeah. that it's uh I play bass. I'm actually kind of learning to play bass. Both of my brothers are sure. drummers. My my sister's a bass player and viola. I play the violin, but you know I come from come from a family of musicians. But um, man, you're inspiring me here, Tuck. I got to get out there and play the bass, man. Um, Do it, man. Man, uh, <laughs> I know we're like clocking up at an hour here, but I don't mean to take up too much of your time, bro. You know, there's so much I want to discuss about this record here, but we'll we'll save that because I don't want to spoil too much because the hell we create drops in a couple of weeks. Um, I did want to mention just one last thing before we finish things off, because the uh, between writing and then structuring the songs and the production process, like we just talked about, um, I want to quote Ryan here because he did say that hell we create is by far the deepest and most personal record we've ever written. And uh, I think it's important to mention that the bulk of the record deals with his experiences, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, I, again, I know we mentioned Crystal earlier. I want to mention her again. She's a fighter. She had a life or death experience. People who don't know because uh, Ryan and Crystal are also parents, you know, they fostered and then adopted. But I, I also feel like this album couldn't have been done in, in the form. If Ryan didn't have you and the guys together in all this, you know, not only yeah. did Ryan get a release uh, mentally from this album but i feel like you did too tuck you know totally. helping helping someone like ryan get through this and just and translating what he went through on in the form of art that you guys have put out on this record you know it's uh i'm sure there does have, have to have a sense of fulfillment for you tuck you know having yeah man working on a record like this the way you worked on it and how you did it absolutely um it's it was like a, a really um, interesting experience in terms of like not only trying to like be there for your friend and try to like lift them up um, and like kind of champion them in their art, but also like for myself, who's been someone who like my role kind of as the as a singer in the band, like kind of ebb and flows out of the band in ways. It was a big like ego check moment 
where it was like, okay, dude, like this record isn't about you. It's about, you know, this guy and his wife and their kids and this experience. And this is what we're capturing right now. And um, it just came out to be everything I can want from a Fit for a King album. And I think that that's the best like end result from it where, you know, I've had times where like, <clears throat> man, you, you know, we got done with Dark Skies. I didn't listen to it for three months because I was so mad. And then we got done with The Path and I couldn't stop listening to it because I was so obsessed with it. And I loved it and I thought it was really fun. And then we got done with this record and I listened to it a lot, but I felt like a new sense of being uh, like proud about it where Whoa. I was like, Hell yeah. we did something special on this one. Like, I think if I'm, if I'm with looking at it from the perspective of a fan, when I like a band, I want to, cause I think about this in the sense of the way that I love a band. I want to know that band better than a normal person. I want to love that band more than the average person. I want to feel like I'm connected to them in a way that almost nobody else can understand because they're my favorite. And I think that if there's anyone out there that really loves this band and wants to know us to the fullest extent, this is Ryan giving himself to you. This is Ryan like, really pouring his heart out. And if you know that man at all, or if you've ever met him, he's a shy guy. He's not the most egotistical person. He's not the guy with a ton of bravado and is going to make you hear him or see him in the room. He's a really kind, quiet, loving character. So him giving this part of his soul to you is it means that much more when someone like that does it, you know? So I just, uh, I'm very proud of what, what we did. And, you know, I think he uh, really crushed it on this one. So I, I, I hope everyone resonates with it the same. The fact that he even said that really speaks volumes. Again, it, it goes uh, back to your point on loving your work, you know? I mean, listen to what you just talked about. I don't cool. know how I don't know how often you have you had a chance to talk about this so far. I mean, I know the album hasn't been out yet, but um it it's really I think you guys are gonna bring in a lot of new fans as well. I mean, considering the tours that you guys have been on, um as as uh, at the same time satisfying the old school fans, not the one who's like, Oh damn, first album shit is the best one, you know. Of course those oh, and they're, I they're, love they're those people too. I only, you know, I say that with you know, as a joke because I yeah. don't it's you funny know, though it, at the same time yeah, it is yeah <laughs> it's gonna be out there and much love to all the fans you know and uh, uh i'm right. excited to see where you guys go from here again a level of inspiration of what you're doing here talk um now this is the last part of the interview uh not even the interview it's a conversation this you were waiting for this weren't you that surprise i was talking about um <laughs> we're gonna do something called all right we've been we've been up and down we're gonna uh end this on a really fun note here uh, i'm gonna do something called the lightning round. All right, I'm gonna go down the list. You look nervous. You're fine, dude. Look at you, all still, like just no, no expression. Yeah, here we go. I'm gonna go still down. Still got the list. my knife. Um, <laughs> have the ball ready too, just in case. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go down the list. I'm gonna ask you. Just you have to think quick on your feet. You have to pick one or the other. Okay. Some of them are simple. Some of them are just downright stupid. But that's the fun part. All right. Cool. Here we go. Um, 
What's the capital of Texas? Dallas? <laughs> I don't know. Austin. <laughs> I'm not from Texas. Damn. I don't know. <laughs> That's a fit for a king question because they're from Texas. Where are you That's from? Rough, right? Where are man. you from, uh, Tuck? New York. Oh, oh, bro. Are you? Oh, uh, we not talk about. Florida. Yeah, I live in Jersey City now, but I'm I'm from New York, uh, born okay. and raised. Yeah. Okay. Which uh, Albany is the capital? Albany is the capital. I stayed in Queens when I first moved to the states back in early early '90s with my cousin uh, before mom got married. Nice. But so I have a home in New York. So all right, uh, red or blue? Oh, blue. Vegan or meat? Meat. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Mexican food or Italian food? Italian. You kind of answered this question, but I had it ready. The Path or Dark Skies? Dark Skies. <laughs> Hip-hop or country? Uh, Hip-hop. Halloween or Christmas? Christmas. Oh. Chicago or L.A.? Uh, even though Christmas is exclusionary. Um, what was the last one? <laughs> Chicago or Los Angeles? L.A. Okay. Uh, now, I don't know I don't know if you're a gamer. If you were to spend one day in the last video game you played, where would you be and would you survive? Uh, it, it's only Magic Arena, and uh, I would <laughs> probably uh, win 60% of my games. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. All right. Now, I'm in Texas, so this is interesting because now you say you're from New York, so I get a different response depending on where you're from. Is it pecan pie or pecan pie? What do you say? Pecan pie. Really? Man, pecan pie. We, we, I think it really depends on who you're from. Then. I think you kind you of know just... what, though? I wonder how my mom would say it. I bet you my mom would say pecan pie. Uh, but it's she... like pecan. I would think I would say I don't know. It I really, it actually is pretty divided. So pecan. We say Mince pecan. meat. I say pecan. <laughs> Yeah, it's me. All right. Uh, would you rather be able to move things with your mind or know the future? Oh, move things with my mind. I don't want anything to do with the future. Same here. I don't think I've had. Oh, that. I yeah. I don't like. Uh, I'm extremely superstitious. Like I don't fuck with tarot cards. I don't. I want to <laughs> yeah. know nothing about the future. Don't try to tell me Palm about readers. it. I am not interested. Yeah. None of it. I want nothing to do with it because I want nothing to dictate the choices that I make at any given moment. Stay in the moment. All right. Yeah, always, always. Uh, I live in the Matrix. I'm not even, I'm not on this planet. <laughs> if Voldemort offered to give you a hug, would you accept? Fuck yeah. Ah, you can change Tom Riddle's life. Uh, would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? I'll talk to animals. And this last one here, I like this one. There's a time machine in front of you, Tuck. It says the destination is your first concert you've ever attended. Where are you, and what do you remember the most about this day? And do you take the trip? Yeah, my first concert I ever attended. Technically, if I'm actually using my brain, I think <laughs> it was like a police cover band. But uh, my first concert I ever actively chose to go to. What was the name of that police cover band? <laughs> I don't I'm, remember, I'm man. Curious now. I just my sister, my sister, my my. It's still in my parents' house somewhere. There's like a towel, like a, the police towel. Maybe we really did see the police. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just I thought it was a cover band. I didn't think it was the real thing, but maybe it was. I don't know. I'll ask my mom later. But first concert I actively chose to go to was, um, 
a ska band called the Schematics at Rhinebeck High School in Dutchess County, the school next that's, you know, right outside of the school that I went to. Mm-hmm. And uh, my friend Colette, she was dating this guy, Brian, from Rhinebeck. That was kind of like why we went. He was really cool, great hair. And yeah, that, I skanked that night. I learned what skanking was. Um, Man, I'm making you rethink. No, yeah. <laughs> Going back, I don't know there's how. A, one, there's a know. band that had like, there was like something in a number, you know, that I was trying to remember some pop punk band match, really. It was a local um, band at that time? Yeah. But the most impactful early show, the first three shows, there was like that. Then my neighbor played at a VFW in Saugerties, New York, with with Honor and uh, Scraps and Heart Attacks. And that was my first like hardcore show. And I was like, oh, this is so sick. And then Coheed was from our area. And they played. Oh, I love Coheed. Uh, they played their last big local show when Second Stage Turbine Blade was coming out. And my mom took me and my friends to go see that when I was in eighth grade. And that was the show that made me really be like, oh, this is what I'm doing. Like, I'm going to be in a band now. Like, I want to be a band guy. Do you keep, um, like, ticket stubs from, like, those shows? Do you have I any, wish I did, anything man. like that? Okay. I have some, you know, I have a lot of stuff from all my time in fit. Um, stuff that is from like my youth. Like I still have like my track jacket. I wore my Thursday track jacket. I wore every day in high school and like definitely some stuff in my parents' house. Um, but I wish I had more like ticket steps and shit, man. You know. So in other words, you would take the trip to go back to that first show and relive that. Yeah, I'd go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my first show was a uh, dime bag two months before he got shot on stage. Oh, no way. That's yeah. crazy. That was when he was with Damage Plan. When Damage Plan was, you know, blown up and they had the they had that record out and everyone was talking about I mean, it was great getting to see him in the flesh. Unfortunately, what happened, of course, Pantera, you know, they're a prominent band down here in Texas. So uh, oh, that was that was a, that was a crazy show. It was it was them. Then it was the used. Switch Dude, I mean, would the path even exist without Pantera? All you have to do is change the rhythm, bro. That's true. Yo, we gonna get sued. Put that knife away. But talk, bro. This has been awesome, man. Thank you so much for just taking the time right today to do this with me, man. Um, I gotta have you back on again, dude. This has been great. Keep doing what you do, bro. Anytime. Um, do you have any like last words? Any other shout outs? No shameless plug here, of course. Uh. Go pre-order the hell we create. There's still a few vinyl variants that aren't sold out. Uh, go and listen to Off-Road Minivan because it's the best band you've never heard in your life. Uh, Get Tuck the Podcast is the most obnoxious but informative metalcore podcast on the planet. And uh, be nice to people because you should because life is a beautiful thing. Wise words from Tuck. Uh, everyone's listening. Tuck from Fit for a King. Uh, you heard it from himself. Uh, the Hell We Create drops on October 28th. If you could do me and Tuck a favor, buy the record because the bands can't do it without your help. Um, I still buy records that's sitting in the corner of my room, bro. Like, I'm old-fashioned. I like having hey. the actual peace with me, you know? 
Like even cassettes. Yeah, yeah. Cassettes are making a comeback, dude. Not along with the vinyls. I love that. Yeah, it's cool yeah. as hell. I love um, it. But... And don't forget, you can listen to this podcast on all major podcast streams out there. Check us out on interviewunderfire.com. Uh, Tuck, much love, brother. Uh, nothing but the best for you and your bandmates from here on out. I'll see you down the road. Hopefully, it was great seeing you guys a couple weeks ago. You, you guys crushed it. it. Uh, be safe. Have a great tour. I'll see you down the road, brother. Thank you, Sonny. Have a blessed night. All Appreciate right. you. You too, man. Later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire Podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.